Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sport of Kings podcast. On this pod, we discuss the late pick five at Del Mar on Saturday, August 19th, 2023. This is show number 239, August 18th, 2023. I'm Scott Carson, founder of Sport of Kings, and I'm joined by my co-host, Hall of Fame handicapper, Chris Larmy. Chris, back to Del Mar for a terrific summer of racing. Yeah, but man, it's crazy times. There's actually a, a hurricane warning for Del Mar, I think beginning Saturday night or something. So it won't affect these races, but you know, even Del Mar uh, isn't uh, completely immune to all the bad weather that we seem to have on a regular basis now. Wait, Not a hurricane? Exactly sure. A yeah. hurricane in California? A Pacific hurricane. I don't think it's actually going to be a hurricane when it hits, but it, it could bring a lot of a lot of rain, you know, very uncharacteristic this time of year. So <laughs> might might wow. have to cancel the races on Sunday or at least be off the turf, which is really, really unusual. I don't think that happens very often at all. So yeah, the weather is changing. Not much no no doubt yeah. about that. Typically not for the better. <laughs> I <laughs> I, I think there's a there there's there used to be a newscaster in New York named Warner Wolf, and he would say something like, "If you went to, if you made vacation plans to go to Del Mar, figuring it never rains, you lose." <laughs> <laughs> well, from everything I hear, I've looked at, um, it, I think we're good for Saturday, but uh, I wouldn't count on at least any turf racing or maybe any racing at all on Sunday at Del Mar. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's the times we live in now. Crazy yes. weather. Crazy world, crazy weather. Play in the Sport of Kings NHC qualifier starting every month. Each month, the top 50 players who are NHC Tour members advance to round two, which is Breeders' Cup weekend. In that final, 450 players will duke it out, playing all 14 Breeders' Cup races. Two people will win a seat to the NHC, and the top 100 will get tour points. Join the NHC Tour before any monthly round one begins. If you join the tour, you could win up to 20 seats to the NHC in free contests. For only 50 bucks, it's the best deal in racing. If you sign up for the tour, use promo code Sport of Kings so we get credit. If you haven't signed up for our free contest with free DRFPPs, go to sportofkings.net right now. Thank you and good luck. And we have a special returning guest. He's the chief trips officer of TripNote Pros. He finished second in the Flow Cow Faceoff on horse tourneys, winning over $80,000. He's Benny Southstreet. Benny, welcome back. You know why I love hanging out with you guys is because 
the few times that you've uh, I've not made the or actually I have made the short list because you couldn't get other people. You mentioned that contest, which is like the last winner I ever had. And I was like seven years ago. And uh, you <laughs> mentioned a score I had. So it brings me into a good mood. I'm in a happy place. Let's do this. All right. Well, so so <laughs> that that brings me to question number one, which is what's new in your neck of the woods, Benny? Well, um, I'm actually working on something that is amazing that I can't talk about, but I actually do think it can change horse racing and data. Um, so th that'll be a, a TBD, but I'm uh, just enjoying Del Mar. I'm out here on the bay. It's, we get a great view for the next couple of days before this hurricane rolls through. Um, doing some, some, part-time seminar work for Del Mar, which is fun. Uh, if you're interested in having other people do replay work for you, I beg you to be lazy and let me do it for you. We're on their website. So if you go to dmtc.com and the pick section, we've got a free race of the day every day. So in fact, you know, I'll just I'll throw it out there. We're going to do race six tomorrow. So if you want to read our trips for race six, which is the first leg of the pick five, it'll be there. So that's probably all that's new. Excellent. Well, I I trust that you've done the trip notes so that you uh, you can illuminate us on the sixth race today. I have. You know, people think I lie. I do. I'm being totally honest. I during the summer, I'm I'm pretty much I get to bed between ten and twelve, and I'm usually up before four every day. So I'm I'm watching a lot of replays. You know, it's funny is I've grown to enjoy it actually. I used to hate it and I, I used to curse at my alarm clock, which is my phone. I almost threw it through a window once. Um, but I'm in a happier place now. And uh, the summers are <laughs> summers are a lot easier. It helps when the, it helps when the organization's doing better. Makes it a little bit easier to get up in the morning. All right, Chris, do you have any questions for Benny before we get started? Well, I thought he might not be able to do the pod because he'd be at Home Depot buying wood to board up the windows at his uh, place there on the bay. But it sounds like you're pretty laid back. You're not worried, huh, Benny? Not worried at all. Actually, <laughs> I have something on my Twitter feed. I was in a contest at Lone Star once. This black clouds tend to follow me around. And they had some weather come through there. And I was like out on the balcony doing a weather report. I might do that. Uh, I might do that on Sunday. We'll see how bad it is. You might you might catch a funny video of me acting like a weatherman out here with the bay in the background. It would be funny, so long as it's safe enough. Yeah, I'm sure the the local TV weathermen are like for the first time actually having to look at radar maps and stuff and think of something to say other than another great day of weather in San Diego today. Yeah, you see those sometimes from. From Quigley's Corner and from John Lindo, they'll they'll post a weather report for the week. It's pretty funny as you know, thunder and lightning's rolling through Saratoga Springs. We're pretty spoiled out here. Life life is good in San Diego. All right. Well, let's roll. Hopefully we can get through this card before the storm hits on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a tough sequence so there's probably a lot to talk about at least well, i thought it was tough 
it, it is a tough sequence, and uh, I look forward to getting some clarity and being able to narrow down my picks, courtesy you gentlemen. We'll uh, start with the sixth race at Del Mar. It's an allowance optional claimer, mile on the turf, purse of 84000 for three-year-olds and up. Benny, what do your trip notes tell you? Well, I had uh, I had several upgrades in here, um, several being four. Looks like the two is out. Zarek is out, um, and he was he was some speed. I do think there's plenty of other speed in here though to set it up for a closer. Um, just going through it, astronomer is fast. Uh, he's a potential need to lead. Goliad is fast, and with what happened to Reespley last time, if you watch that race. He was in a good spot and traveling well and just never got out. And I think he's going to say, screw this. I'm sending this one to the front or at least tries to make the lead. Um, blinkers go on Balladeer. He's drawn outside. He had a bad stalking trip last time. So, you know, from the inside, the middle of the pack and the outside, there's an injection of, of heat. So I think they're going to go fast. I wanted to land on a closer. Uh, sadly, I think, well, not sadly, I, I love hit the road. He's, he's one of my favorite horses. Um, I, I was told a little birdie told me that he was rounding into his old form prior to his last race. And he had a terrible trip last time that uncovered three wide trip all the way around the course. If you're in close proximity to a fast pace is just, just terrible. He only got beat a couple lengths off of the layoff and he's drawn well. Victor has been, he's not, God bless him. You know, he, he's gone through some serious injuries. He's not as good of a turf rider as he used to be. And I think it's because he, he has gone through some hard times with, with injuries and, and spills, but if he can stay covered up, I think he's, he's legitimate. And I also think that a couple other closers in here that I give a very good chance to would be evening sun uh, and also lovesick blues. I know that turf race or that route race, um, the only one at a mile, uh, didn't get the job done versus much lesser. But that was over a good turf course. And that race two back against Fast Buck was lights out late. Uh, and he galloped out well. So I think he's legitimate. And I also think Evening Sun, uh, who had an obvious bad trap, will probably be over bet. Um, and he's second off of a, a very long break um, has a swing as well. He was ranked last time and he, and I looked back at his previous races and I watched some of those and he, and he kind of always is, but a lot of times these turf horses, they can get keyed up uh, when they, when they're sent long and he was an exceptionally, you know, he was exceptionally keyed up last time and, and actually still was running on before he found trouble. So um, those would probably be my top three. Um, one, five, and nine. And then if you were going to take a swing with somebody else, like as the speed of the speed, uh, Goliad wouldn't, he wouldn't be a huge surprise to me because I think he does have some talent. And if for whatever reason, he just kind of deters everybody and he's committed, you know, it is just a mile and, and I could see him winning as well, but he would be my fourth horse and I probably won't use him. So I would probably just stick with one, five, nine. Okay, hit the road, 7-2 morning line. He is the morning line favorite. I wonder if he'll go lower than that. Chris, what are you thinking? Well, he, he hasn't hit the board in two years, 
So I don't know if he'll co- go lower than that. Um, I think he's you know, heads and shoulders above this field. And he is second off a layoff. And his last race was by far his best in a while. Um, so I think he is sitting on a big race. He did have trouble. Um, he draws the rail. The big negative is the rider. He's just not very good turf rider. And he's not very aggressive. And he's going to have to... Um, you know, split a seam or something uh, from that that spot. So, I mean, the rider could get him into trouble or just be afraid to make a move and, and wait and get shuffled back and try to circle the field. That's not good. But the horse is much the best, and he's not going to be odds on or anything in here. So, to me, he'd be a heavy use in the pick five. But from a win perspective, I'm a lot higher on Goliad than Benny. Um this horse has tons of natural speed and he shouldn't be rated. That was just not a, a good tactical ride, I thought, his last start. But I think it was just a prep anyway. Um he if you look and he doesn't run that much, he and, but when he they always give him a uh, a sprint prep at San Anita and then they run him at Del Mar, they stretch him out and last year it was it worked perfectly and they're trying to do it again this year. And I don't see any reason why they couldn't. There is some other speed, but there's no Goliad speed in here. So as long as Raspoli doesn't do something dumb, like try to rate this horse who really doesn't want to be rated, just let him roll. He will, I think, discourage the other speed horses. Nobody's going to want to go with him. And he could be really dangerous if he he gets loose on the front end. So I'm going to go with Goliad. Um, I do think you've got to use hit the road and he's not going to be a heavy favorite. So you can do that. And I'll probably be boxing that exact. Um, there's another long shot I like, but I don't want to, I want to leave something for Scott. So um, <laughs> I won't say anything until he has a chance to weigh in. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I am actually, uh, it's not a long shot, but so here's my take on hit the road. I think, you know, when I first looked at the race, I said, this horse is going to crush because he's going to be on the inside and he's clearly faster than these horses. And that last race, he was wide the whole way. But I also wrote, let the price dictate as he could react to what was a very strong race for him. And it's the kind of race that he's uh, reacted to in the past. So Considering that he's the favorite, I, I would use him defensively. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure how I'm going to play the pick five or if I'm going to play it at all, but um, I, I'm, uh, I think he's, he's, he's a possible winner. But the horse I landed on was Flashiest, who <clears throat> had a pretty easy but wide trip in his last, closing off a hot pace. Didn't get it done, but may prefer cutting back to a mile where all three of his wins have come. In fact, two years ago, he won the Oceanside at this track and distance. I think he might drift higher than the 61, and he comes in here off a 47-flat workout, which is his best ever. So that's my play in this race. Interesting fun fact about Flashiest. I've always liked him, by the way. He hates, he hates being covered up. So you'll actually hear Leonard Powell talk about flashiest. He's like, look, you know, 
he's his own worst enemy. He's he's a turf horse going long, and you've got to save ground at some point. And we've conceded that he's never going to save ground. So while he does have talent, you can expect a wide trip out of him because he just he hates running. You know, he hates running down on the inside. But uh, yeah, he's certainly talented, and if things set up for him and they cut the right way, he, he could win. I've always, you know, I've got a friend who's like, man, we're just waiting for him to show speed. And uh, Edwin on there, I thought maybe last time, but no, they, he was, you know, another lag and rally. But we'll see. It'll be interesting to, how it plays out for him. Who's your long shot, Chris? Well, I was just going to second what you said about Flashius. The horse is just gets in trouble anytime they don't go wide. So you're damned if you do, damned if you don't with him. Because I do like him. I think he's got a lot of talent, but just the likelihood of him getting a good trip, um, he's, he has to be a big price for me to be interested. Um, but I have bet him before and gotten bad trips multiple times. Um, the other yeah. one I like is Tarantino. Um, I've always liked this horse. He's he had a really nice workout with Little Boy uh, since his last. His two races at Golden Gate, I didn't think he got very good trips at all. So um, I think his form's kind of buried, and he's I don't know if he's going to be thirty to one, but he's like this crazy morning line. So if that morning line's anywhere near right, um, he's definitely one I I would use um, in in vertical um, plays for sure. Tarantino. Okay. Well, we've covered yeah. a lot of them. Yeah, we 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 definitely we have three clear different picks in that race, and uh, I, I will say for the road uh, for the record that I am also going to use if I play the pick five, I will be using besides Flash just Evening Sun and Hit the Road, and. Um, I'm kind of on the fence with Goliad. Let's move to the seventh. It's a maiden special weight. Six and a half furlongs on the dirt. First of 82,000 for two-year-old fillies. Chris, what are you thinking? I'm thinking these are the kind of races I hate. <laughs> They're always these insider <laughs> information. Um, races. Uh, I do have one first or I kind of like and one that has run. I'll go with the first or just because I think this horse does have a lot of talent. Um, first of all, the one horse, Tamara, I think is how you, or Tamara, I'm not sure how you pronounce that. And that's a, that's a Philly by or out of beholder. So that horse is going to get massively over bet. I'm guessing. Um, I actually like the other Mandela who's also well-bred. It's a full to moonlight Doro and Medallia Doro is, really good sire of fillies he's sired a lot of really good fillies and this one flynn's chance the seven horse uh i watched her workout she had like three back where they worked her in company with some horses and she just settled in on the rail and and i think they actually were using the other two as a target that they really were thinking this was the horse that they were you know building the work around and she settled really nice and then about uh, just about the, those two start at the end of their work was four furlongs, so they were about ready to finish up. And then he let Flynn's chance roll, and she really took off and finished up really strong. And um, 
you know, the, a horse that, that can show that ability to turn off in company and then right on cue, take off, um, that, you know, she seemed like very mature mentally and physically. And um, I think, you know, she could run a big race in here. Um, problem with these kind of races is, um, you know, if people feel that way, you know, the ones that have been close to the horse in the morning, the horse will get pounded. So you, it's really hard to get value on a horse like that. But from a talent perspective, I was impressed looking at the workouts. And since she does have a stable mate that's a, out of beholder, maybe, maybe she won't get crushed. I'd be curious, Scott, if you've got DRF clocker report on that horse. I don't know if you pulled those up for this oh, yeah. because clocker reports, you know, for me, the, I, I hate it when a, a horse that I like gets a really good clocker report in a race like this. Cause they, if there's information that gets over bet, it's more than like an obvious bad trip or the obvious fastest horse on buyer figures. It's a horse with really good clocker reports um, in a two-year-old maiden race, especially like Del Mar or Saratoga. Those horses just get hammered. So I'm hoping maybe Flynn's chance isn't like the A the A minus rating um, somebody else is in this race. So well, anyway, well, I'll, I'll, I'll stop. I, He's gonna kill your buzz right now. I, I yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put throw a wet blanket on you. Um, well, the, the good news is that Tamara is getting some serious buzz and has B plus ratings. Uh, Philly showing her That's promise good. in six panels, 47 and six for the final half. Um, the bad news is that Flynn's choice also has great workout reports, B and B my B plus. But, but I think that this field is uh, there's, there's enough horses in this that you could get the four to one on Flynn's chance. So. All right. Well, I that, think I, you I'll, will. I'll, 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 Cool. Cool. I was just going to say, you know, that the last time the holder dropped one, it was the same situation, right? The barn mate won at a big number and the other one was up the trail. I don't know if she was up the track, but was a, a clear cut loser. And the other one, I want to say was like 20 to one or something huge. I think they were both spendthrift horses, but like, if memory serves me correctly. Well, well, hopefully a little deja vu. So anyway, I'll turn it over to you, Scott and Benny. Um, I do have another horse or two, but you know, I'm sure we're all going to have, I'll be all over the place on this race. All right, Benny. Um, I know you don't have trip notes on some, on most of these horses. Um, what do you like? Well, I, I do have a knock on Hope Road, the morning line favorite, who's five to two. That track I had is the most, bias track of the meet. I had that a strong, to, uh, even a dominant outside bias and also slightly at running. And they lined up in front of in front of her. The lead was contested, the pace was honest, and she had a good trip. That being said, five furlongs is probably too short for her anyway. She's royally bred. I mean, I'm gonna stay away from her uh, just based on the fact that I thought things cut her way on debut. Um, but that was one where the, the race became a little bit interesting to me, even with all of the unknowns. I'm I'm with Chris. I do like Flynn's chance a little bit. I think that the four and the five are both interesting. I don't have the morning lines because I print my forms too early, but um, Tiama is, is interesting to me. Uh, she looked like a router. She was uncovered, uh, stalking, kind of pressing through the turn. 
and and flattened. I don't think that was the goal. I think that today is, and I think that O'Neill has a sneaky way around around the Del Mar track of these changes in distance and surface uh, more so than other other tracks. I don't have the stats to prove it, but it certainly seems that way to me. So she's kind of interesting, and, and I'm sure she'll be a big number. And McCarthy is probably the most talented slash underrated trainer in the country. I think this guy can do anything. Um, sprinting, routing, turf, dirt, synthetic, broken glass, it doesn't matter. He's really, really good. And um, I have a hard time leaving him off of anything. And the attraction with JJ uh, is appealing. Um, so I would probably use that one as well. So I was I was kind of four, five, six here. I hate the one. Um, rail post on debut at Del Mar is almost an auto toss to me. Um, these Phillies tend to make the lead and go all the way, uh, or at least be forwardly placed. And so she's going to have to be really fast from down there and overcome kind of an exacerbated um, early pace, or she's going to have to circle, which is kind of, you know, anti-two-year-old Philly. So I I'm against the one, but four, five, six for me. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that four, five, seven for me? Uh, okay, good. Yeah, because you didn't. You never mentioned Desert Rhapsody. No, yeah, that was uh, that was a that was a okay. mistake. Hate that horse. Front running bias, outside bias, was close to the pace on the outside. Auto toss. All right, um, maybe you haven't watched the trip, but I thought that Hope Road got soundly bumped at the start of her debut race, and uh, I do realize it was a closer bias. It was. Uh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're accusing Benny of not watching the replay of that race. No. Well, he might not minus, have gotten to it yet. No, of course no, I watched it. Minus, all these minus, minus two lengths at the start is what it cost her. Okay. I had well, minus two, but. Well, you know, she, she would have won by a length and a half then. Well, maybe, but she kind of flattened, um, and the track was obnoxiously biased that day. Well, like and, you could have put me in the middle of the track and I probably would have made some headway around that, around that place. And <laughs> well, she's five to two. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, she, and, she could win. She could win. I mean, but from a value perspective and you know, the, the things I, did cut her way after the start, I was a, it was enough for me. I I I understand. Um, you know, so I'm just gonna make I'm gonna make the case for her though, as as uh, <clears throat> as I would like to. Uh, so so she did. She was on a bias. She's like a downgrade on racing flow because she was on a CFR closer favorable favorability rating of 97, which means that on a scale of one to 100. Uh, 97, 100 being the most closer favorable. She was on a 97 and she still didn't get it done. However, I, you know, she was soundly bumped at the start. And to me, when a horse is soundly bumped, drops to last and then gets up to be second. And, you know, she, she it was a dead heat for second. Um, to me, that's overcoming trouble. And you know she didn't win, but it's overcoming a it's it's enough trouble that I'm absolutely going to use her. And <clears throat> there are a bunch of first timers that 
I think have a great shot, but I, uh, I'm I'm picking Hope Road on top because she's proven that she can she can face adversity. And um, but I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go deep, and I'm I'm gonna use Tamara, who's four to one morning line, but will probably be lower than that. Um, I will use Timely Arrival, who by the way. The trainer and owner have um, joined forces twice, and they're two for two, including a win at Del Mar last year with Juan Hernandez. And um, and then I'm also going to use Flynn's Chance, who has great workouts. I mean, phenomenal workouts and uh, and and great breeding. So <clears throat> so. Uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm with you guys, but just for the record, I'm going to go with Hope Road because I think with the with the 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 steam that Tamara is likely to have, plus the other you know, f- you know fast workout horses, I think you know five to two on Hope Road is pretty good, and you know maybe she'll be three to one. I don't know. Yeah, you, you might have. You're pulling yeah. up stats from uh, that's that's good stuff. <laughs> two for two, Rapoli and McCarthy. That's good stuff. Actually, <laughs> hey, I I had a little extra time today because we're doing the pod at six p.m. Eastern. So uh, you know, so I got to dig in. Well, one of those oh. horses, I think, was one to nine and one ran off the screen um, not long ago. Um, so I remember yeah, that. Yeah, well, it was it was three to ten. So one okay, to five. Well. As a first-time star, it was as steamy as you can get. So, well, and, you know, hey, look, yeah. look, and the other, the other one was four to one, and it was a Del Mar last year. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying they're two for two, and that's at six to one. That's a nice stat to know. Yeah. Um, the one thing I'll say about Hope Rose, I, I agree with both of you that a, it was a very biased track, and b, the horse did overcome some trouble. But I'm going to have to side with Benny on this one because one of the rules for me is whenever there's an extreme bias, it trumps everything else. Um, you know, it's the dominant thing. So I, I would, I'd have to come down on negative overall, especially on a favorite. So, but I do agree with you on a nor- unbiased track. I, that was a pretty impressive run, I thought, by that horse. Um, so anyway, that's how I. I I'm going to kind of split the fence, but lean a little towards Benny on that one. Um, yeah, uh, I don't think we're in a whole lot of disagreement. It's just the price, right? Yeah. I mean, to me, it just came down to the number. But Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I should mention just, you know, look, workout reports are, they're very subjective and, you know, they can throw you off a horse or they can they they can get you all excited about a horse. The timely arrivals getting C pluses on DRF, so is Tianma. And um uh I you know, I'm just mentioning that because these are horses that you guys have liked. Um and 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 I have liked. So but you know I, I I'm not gonna let the DRF workout report throw me off a horse in a pick five, you know, if, if it's got a good gate work, 
you know, just because it was it was second best to another horse doesn't necessarily mean that I'm gonna I'm gonna toss the horse. So real quick, I'll interject one last thing before we talk too much about this race, but Arctic Breeze um played golf with uh, Matt Nakatani uh last year. He was Joe Bravo's agent at the time. And he told me if you see Joe on a first timer, take a second look because he doesn't like to ride first time starters. So I thought the 10 <laughs> was a little bit interesting uh, as well, especially drawn outside at Del Mar. So. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, th- I'm going to give you another piece of information. Wait, I haven't got a chance to give a, a second opinion on this one. Okay. Uh, and, and, and I'm going to let you, but before I forget to tell you this, I looked up the owner, first time starter with owner on Arctic Breeze, and every first time starter of that owner, the name of every one of his horses begins with A. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm just telling you. It's a fun fact. It's a, it's I'm trying a to think fact. of a yes. funny word that, that could have gone along with that, but nothing popped in my I, head. I was going to try to it's, figure out. It's an awesome that. fact. <laughs> yeah. It's an amazing <laughs> fact. Yeah, uh, we'll give you an A. We'll give you an A for that, um, Scott. <laughs> okay, um, so so Chris, what are you going to tell us? This long shot or what? Yeah, this this other <laughs> horse that started with the letter A is the eight horse. That's why I like it. No, Asian matriarch. I think it'll get dismissed because it started out in the maiden claimer, although it was an eighty thousand dollar maiden claimer. But it really acted up before that race, and it. But it ran pretty well once it got in the race, but it was down on the rail. And Mm -hmm. I still think at this time, the rail wasn't the place to be. Um, And it really galloped out well, I thought. It galloped out in front of the field. So, um, you know, to me, that horse, its race was better than it looked. I do do know it it technically is making a class rise here, but also – um, you know, the trainer does a lot better uh, second time out than he does on first time out with these two-year-old sprinters on the dirt. So to me, there's a lot of pluses there and that drew outside this time instead of down on the rail. So, you know, I think this horse, uh, you know, might appreciate longer distance and, uh, and having that start under its belt. A lot of times that experience can really help in a race like this um, with a lot of first time starters. So. And it was pretty professional uh, once it got out of the gate. It was just prior to the race that it acted up a lot. So maybe it'll have more energy, too, uh, if it, you know, behaves itself the second start. So that one might get completely overlooked in here. The fact that, it's you know, it started in the maiden claimer. We actually had that track as slight outside, as a slight outside bias that day. So I, I would agree with you. Okay, we'll move on to the third race. It is the eighth. It's the Del Mar Oaks, a grade one mile and eighth on turf. First of 300,000 for three-year-old fillies. Benny, what you got? Well, I wish I had something uh, creative. I could get clever. I think there's there's only a few that can win. Um, I think Anisette is, uh, is the real deal. Um, she kind of made her own trip last time, which I love to see in turf racing. You know, that she just kind of found a seam early. She split. She got put on hold. 
She stayed covered up and swung out. She's going to work. She's one of these talented fillies that she's going to work her way into a good trip, even though she's going to be coming from the clouds. But her gallop out was a joke last time. She was so far in front. She's going to get better with distance. She's legitimate. Um, I, I wanted to take a swing. I don't know how many horses you want me to cover here. I, I had a couple others, but I wanted to look at the, the six just because she ran against older, that being impact warrior for Phil D'Amato. Um, but I ended up passing on her. I didn't want to use, um, she, I, I may even single Anna set, but window shopping, I thought was interesting. I, you know, when I leave the track and I've talked about this a couple of times on air, I don't even like walking in between people. Like it's annoying. Like when you leave Del Mar and there's people everywhere, I'm like, this is terrible. I just want to be walking by myself somewhere. She was stuck in the worst spot the entire race. She moved down inside. She came out. She pushed her way out in the lane. She was game. She galloped out with strong body language. I thought she was, she was interesting. Um, She should handle the distance. No problem. She's by American Pharaoh. I mean, she's, She's turf long, so she was kind of interesting to me, but I, I still think Anna said is super, super strong. And then the other one who I thought possibly had a swing, uh, I, I guess that might be, oh, Be Your Best. I thought Be Your Best, that race two back is exceptionally good with all of my numbers. I'm an HTR guy, and that velocity in that race late is makes actually makes her the favorite and if you look at her form i'm not a sheets guy but i would imagine that that's a potential bounce candidate with the you know you've got the november to april which is a five-month gap and then you've got a, a real cracker in june and then she came back less than a month later and laid an egg in a grade one race so if you can dismiss that last race which for the price i'll be willing to do um she's interesting as well so in in terms of who i like in order it would probably be five nine two okay and set two for two on turf one for one in del mar five to two morning line we'll see if you get that much chris what are you thinking yeah just a, a couple things on on anna set you know what about the odds on her i um she might be the one I'm in this sequence. It's hard to find a standout favorite. You know, one, everyone's always looking for a single in the pick five. She might be where people land. So she might get over bet yeah. in the pick five. Um, that's something to keep in mind. Even if she goes off at five to two or maybe more like two to one. Um, I think she's one people are going to say, well, I got to have a single somewhere. This is probably the one I'm going to single. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, uh, I think she's definitely a contender. Of the ones that Ryan mentioned, though, I, I like Be Your Best better just because I think the East Coast, East Coast turf horses in general are better. And um, I do agree that race two back was really good. And and the last one was going 10 furlongs, and she kind of got caught up in a pretty quick pace for that distance. So I think it was really forgivable race. Now she cuts back and ships to the West Coast in a grade one, but it's really a grade one in name only, um, or, you know, in title only or whatever. It, uh, it's not really, there's not really much to beat in here. So of the ones that 
Ryan or <laughs> what's that Penny like? Um, you can I call like me Ryan. That's fine. <laughs> I was just trying to go with the with the the theme. Yeah, now everyone uh, knows now anyway. All right, but the horse I do like, really like in here uh, as a play is the three infinite diamond, who um, had some really good dirt races um, and some bad ones, but excuses in some of the bad ones. And uh, she had her turf debut last time, and you know, I thought she got a, a kind of a tough trip she was sort of in behind horses and mike smith's not the greatest turf rider and you know he didn't really get a seam until real late and by then it was too late she didn't close like a freight train but she did start to accelerate and she actually galloped out in front and anytime horses have trouble like that i like to see you know how they gallop out um that tells me that there were probably some energy that didn't get used that should have got used during the race. So I think she has upside and if she can run to her dirt form on the turf, she can definitely win this and he'll be a big price. The, my biggest concern is the rider, Mike Smith. He's just not a good turf rider. I mean, I think actually he gave this horse a pretty good, you know, ride, a kind of atypical for him. Usually he parks him out wide or he makes a big move on the outside and the backside and just he doesn't keep him covered up patiently and and he's not good at finding the seam when he does i'm hoping from this post he does kind of get the same trip he's just a little better in the stretch than he was last time um because i think the philly could run a big race in here and <clears throat> like i said she probably isn't going to get bet in here i think the three horses that um Benny talked about Anna said impact warrior and be your best are going to take most of the money in here. I have, <laughs> I have news for you. The reason why you thought Mike gave her a decent ride last time. Cause it wasn't Mike Smith. Oh, oh what? It wasn't. No, okay. it was Joe Bravo. Oh, okay. Well now it's Mike Smith. So I, I don't know how I missed that, but, um, oh, you're right. It was. So the rider switch is not a positive in here. Um, so that explains <laughs> well, why I got a uncharacteristically um, good uh, early on. I mean, you didn't try to make any silly moves in the middle of the race or, or circle the field or anything. But um, so the, the rider is a big negative, but I think I'll get compensated enough from a price standpoint. But I'll just I'm, I'm going to say to myself before the race, you can't complain if you get a bad ride because you knew exactly what you're doing when you made this bet. So I, I got to tell myself on a race like this that ahead of time, because, um, you know, it's, it's unusual to get a good ride from Mike Smith on the turf. And, and, and without a good ride, you're probably not going to win a grade one race. Well, it's interesting that the trainer lifetime with Mike Smith, over 17. So why is he using them? Why would anybody use him on the turf? I don't know. Good question. Okay. Well, well Joe's writing for Damato, so. All right. So, so, so I'm going. So I'm just realizing it's a mile and eighth race, which <clears throat> um, gives me a little pause with my pick. But my pick is Big Pond who has turf breeding and is fast on the dirt. She won both her dirt starts. It was just off the pace to do it. 
She's likely to get a good trip here right off of Ruby Nell, and I think she can make it three in a row. And um, <clears throat> Yakteen has he's got a positive ROI going first time turf and first time routing on the turf. Uh, Big Pond, she's she's a gamer. She's had a little trouble right. in both her first two races. And um, and she's got the breeding, and I think she'll be a halfway decent price. If Big Pond wins, I'm going to combine both of your thoughts. I'm going to get an arm sleeve tattoo of Mike Smith on my right shoulder. It'll probably be <laughs> like crossed over, like onto my chest. It is going to be some massive thing. If you can get a Calibred to win this race, you are way smarter than me. I know you don't. We've talked about this before, actually, on Twitter. You're like, I don't incorporate that into my handicapping. But if you can get a Calbred to beat these ones going a mile and an eighth, arm sleeve, Mike Smith. I might even put JK on there. Like JK's, what is his little, like, emoji on Twitter? That might be my ink. Permanent ink for life. Okay, so, so you're saying. I'm on Zenyatta, yeah. So what I'm you're Zenyatta saying. looking up to the sky. Yeah. You're saying that if Big Pond, ridden by our Vasquez, yes. <laughs> wins this race, you're going to get a tattoo of Mike Smith on your shoulder. No, no I'm not going to get a tattoo. I'm going to get a massive tattoo. I mean, massive. <laughs> Arm sleeve. <laughs> it's going to be huge. I think she, I, just, I don't like, I don't like her at all. But, you know, I've been wrong before. Not when ink has been on the line. I will be saying a prayer before this race. Um, but yeah, okay. I'm. Uh, yeah, right, well. I mean, watching watching Anna set gallop out. I, I think she can gallop out faster than that one can run nine furlongs. But we'll see. I'm getting like I said. I will be. I'll get out the knee pads. I'll be on my knees saying, "Please, Jesus, do not let this horse win." Uh, it'll make for great a great race if she gets beat a nose. If she wins by a nose, I'll be very dark. It'll be darker than the clouds circling San Diego on Sunday. I, I wonder if the, does that mean mean her price is going to be higher than eight to one? Yes, the morning line guy. Um, you know, since these edibles came out and they were like legalized. <laughs> I don't know what is going on at Del Mar, but there's like there has to be edibles involved. So many that I'm looking at, I'm like, what? What? There's just it's just silly. It's just silly. So no, she's not going to be eight to one. I think. Well, she might be when they hear that that's that Scott's honor. You know that that could create some scene. That, that. you know, I don't know. Maybe the Calb. I don't. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Sorry, I digress. I digress. I'm sure I'm going to hear about this. I'm going to have somebody screaming at me soon when you post this. But between the yeah, edibles and the yeah, ink, I'm yeah, sure what, I'll hear what, some stuff. What's your problem with Calreds, dude? Um, I, 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 I have no I would, problem. I, I would have no idea that this. I do not look at. I do not look at the state they were bred in. I look at how fast they run. I, yeah, I think your other arm, if if he wins, should have best pal tattooed. You know, since you're, <laughs> I love best pal. You're, 
Yeah, when it <laughs> yeah, comes to, like, yeah, oh, <laughs> there's just, you know, turf pedigree, like if you look down the line, and again, I didn't even look. I saw Calbred speed successful on dirt, and it was like an auto line through for me. But I, I would suspect that in races like this, where you're going nine furlongs against horses that, you know, have the pedigree to do it, like Anisette, who's coming from Great Britain. We've got an Irish bred filly in here, Impact Warrior. Be Your Best is from Ireland. I mean, there's a reason why horses from, you know, overseas are so successful in the Breeders' Cup going along on turf. Calbreds, I mean, as somebody that grew up in California, I mean, go out to Ramona. Can't find any grass out there. It's just a bunch of... <laughs> The dust bowl, like, what do we? They're not, they're not, they're not sending, you know, brood mares that are that have turf pedigree out to, you know. Hey, all I can, all I can say is the the grandsires are Dynaformer and Lemon Drop Kid. So I think, uh, I think Big Pine okay. can get the distance. Uh, I'm a little worried hour. about going from the seven furlongs to a mile and eight. That's a little bit of a stretch. If it was a mile, I'd no, no, you can't time. have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. You can't tout the pedigree and then say you're worried about the distance. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm but it, you've got a free bet. I mean, could you imagine me like crying as like a needle is being like, <laughs> you know, spraying ink into my shoulder? That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised I, you guys have had me I, back I, as many times <laughs> as you have. <laughs> well, you know we're all going to be cheering for Big Pond now. <laughs> of course, <laughs> like of course. You. All right, and so we're uh, have you live stream as you get the tattoo, and we see you crying. Um, all as, right, as all uh, right. you might see me running down the turf course if you see some random guy. <laughs> Sprinting okay. in the opposite direction. Okay, sorry. Right, go ahead. I have a couple. Of, I have a couple of other points to make. The first is, do you think? Do you guys think that Ruby Nell, uh, she she got a pretty easy pace in her last race, but <clears throat> her pattern is pretty solid, and she's two for three on the turf with a second. Um, do you think she can wire this field? She's six to one morning line. Well, I think Big Pond's going to be on the lead. I'm I'm surprised you think that they're going to rate that horse coming out of a seven furlong sprint. I, I would think that that would be on the lead. So I don't see Ruby no wiring or getting an easy lead anyway. Yeah. I, I think actually the seven to the eight will be leading. I think Ruby Nell is going to take to the pocket. She's faster than the Phillies drawn to her inside. Um, so I, I think Edwin will just kind of cozy up into that, you know, that nice spot. Um, I do think absolute zero is just as fast, if not faster than big pond, if she wants to be. Um, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. Okay. I mean, you know, big pond may not want the lead. That's, you know, she, she, she could be fast, but she may prefer coming from just off the pace, which is how she won both her races. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not convinced that she will be on the lead because they may not want her on the lead. Whereas um, Ruby Nell, they're, they're going to want on the lead because she just had success doing it. So <clears throat> that's mm. that, that. That's my and, – and then the other thing is I'm actually against Be Your Best. At 4-1, to one, coming from New York, this trainer's never sent to California. 
She worked out at Saratoga on Saturday. I I think this horse is a toss. Tracks the best rider on the circuit. All right. I mean, you know. Are you are you gonna get a JJ Hernandez tattoo? Well, what were what was JJ's <laughs> options, right? Did he get off a horse to take this one? No. Yes, I think he has first call on pretty much anything he wants in California. Uh, okay. Well. So e- even I think he could have. I could. I think he could have ridden aside from maybe a couple in here. Um, I think he could have said, "Hey, I want to ride," and they would have said yes. Aside from, uh, you know, Anisette and may- maybe Impact Warrior. I think he could probably, but there's not, I don't, you know, there's not a whole lot else in here, but. So you, are you going to dodge that question? Are we going J.J. Hernandez, Inc., if, if uh, Beer Best wins? Maybe like a Benny, like a South Street um, <clears throat> tattoo of some sort, maybe? I'll, I'll, I'll put a rub-on tattoo on. Okay, okay, how's that? I love that. I love it. <laughs> okay. I'll be keeping my eye on your Twitter account. Uh, now give me a, a rooting interest on the year. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. We're going down some bad rabbit holes I, here. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's move on to the next race. Uh, and 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 for the record, I do think Anaset and Impact Warrior are you know major contenders. And I don't know how I'm going to reconcile that if I play the pick five, but um, I do think they have shots. So. Uh, the ninth race is a claiming race, uh, a, a gem of a claimer, a mile on dirt, purchased 32,000 for three-year-olds and up. And uh, Chris, we'll let you get started on this one. Yeah, these races are tough. They're like pharmaceutical mash words, these bottom-level claimers. Um, just never know what's going to happen. But I did land on a horse I like some in here. The five-tone feeling, I think, could get the lead, which is always a good thing in a race like this. It's two local starts look bad, but I think it had legitimate excuses and both had really bad, you know, trips and rides. So, um, and if you, you look at some of the prior races before this horse was claimed, uh, it has run some races, especially when it gets a lead that can win. And this trainer is not bad. Um, and the owner of this horse is a, a f- the father, Melvin Simonovic of Steve Simonovic, used to be a public handicapper editor. Um, so oh. a little bit of, of connection to the podcast there. So I'm going to go with tone feeling, thinking that... Um, Maybe he clears in here and, or at least gets the lead. And if he does, he's probably got a good chance as anybody. Tone feeling five for 25 at the distance. Benny, what do you got? I do like tone feeling. Um, Impossible trip last time. Pressed head and head, late running outside track. Did well to split the field, I thought. Um, so he was, uh, he was a use for me. I do like man on the moon. Um, despite the barn change, this horse was just exceptionally sharp last time, just into the bit, willing, held up, was a good partner, a good listener, cruised up the inside and just dusted this field off in the lane. So 
Um, Chris thinks that uh, Tone Feeling could make the lead. I agree. I think Tone Feeling does make the lead, and I think Man on the Moon has an easy time getting to where exactly where he was last time, which was stalking from the inside. And uh, I think one of those two is is the most likely winner. I do think there's a couple drawn outside that are interesting. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm probably stuck on those two as, as my top choices. Right. Well, we have some uh, symmetry in these synchronicity in these picks. Uh, I like both Man on the Moon and Tone Phelan. I am putting Man on the Moon on top. He's pretty consistent with three of his last six races being wins. Um, yeah, he he likes to be near the lead. He can wire if he gets the lead. So you know, no smashing. Uh, you know, big price here. But I'll just be happy to get through this leg. Um, I do also like Tone Feeling. He has speed, could get away. There's a few others I'm sort of interested in. I'd be interested to see what you guys think. First one is Papal, who gets in light and a second time without blinkers. I don't know if you guys give that Papali. one. Papali. 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 But, I, but I'm pretty sure that, that Trevor will butcher it also, so don't feel bad. <laughs> Moving Papali, like a winner. Didn't, didn't you see yeah exactly uh didn't you see the movie invincible fantastic movie mark Wahlberg. did not see Vince po- oh it's phenomenal we're doing movie reviews now too so sign up for those uh but in all seriousness <laughs> papali that is a is a fantastic movie true story about a guy that walks on and plays for the eagles pretty cool so yeah anyway As for the opinion on Papali, if you're looking for one, uh, I thought he had a very good trip last time, and and he was a, a fade for me. If he couldn't beat Man on the Moon that day, I see no reason why he's going to do it on on Saturday. He just kind of stalked was and watched the horse run away from him. So I was out on him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I I agree. Man on the moon looks good. I, the barn change always makes me a little bit nervous there. Um, if there hadn't been a barn change, I would be more confident. But the trainer doesn't have a good win percentage, but actually has done pretty well off the claim before. But it's been at places like Emerald and Turf Paradise, not at Del Mar. So we'll see. So that that's that's a little bit of pause for at a low price maybe to think, but certainly the horse repeats its last race. It, it could win. The other one I What's like the morning is, line on him, like 30, three to uh, on who man on the moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just I, kidding. Well, three to one, three to one. He's got uh, okay. that one in the seven or five to two, which is probably about right. Those are probably the two favorites, three and the seven, the, the eight horse the big buzz is the other one. I kind of like some in here. Um, didn't have a great, last few trips haven't been very good in fact he hasn't had a good trip in a while and you know he's a kind where his best certainly fits but you can say that about all of these horses you know they all have had some good races in the past but you know there's reasons why they're running at the level they're at now um but i wouldn't be surprised to see big buzz if he finally gets a decent you know trip he could certainly win and he, and he's 
making a maybe a positive barn change or at least another and it's a barn change 100 percent it's a move up 100 percent in my opinion uh, i agree i like big buzz a little bit the outside two or the others that i was you know kind of could fiddle around with depending on how i write the tickets but uh, granada flavor just in terms of just how they're coming into the race makes sense to me map won a race the other day Second time off of the short break, they protect this one at Los Al, possibly for a spin over the Del Mar course where he's run well. He's run once, ran a good second. Um, the outside draw is a, a little bit of a concern. That'll all be baked into the price. And I thought he, he was probably he was probably my third horse in this race. Yeah, he just ran against better and they crawled around the track. I mean, he had no shot in that race. And in a race where he probably wasn't going to be his best anyway. I think today would be a better target for him. So what do you guys think about universal payday? I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence whether to even try to include the horse. Not for me. I don't like because I thought this horse uh, was aided by a big bias. And one of the things, just getting into like some human relationship stuff, um, you know, the, the, the agent for Rispoli is good friends with Papa Bedromo. And I think if the horse were live first off the claim, I think Rispoli might've landed on this one and he doesn't. So I'm kind of handicapping people. Rispoli's not in this race. Um, and for Papa and the, and new agent, Matt Nakatani, that, that was a strong that I mean, that in combination with the trip, thought he had a good trip last time, uh, with the bias, drops off the claim. That's a negative. George has been cold. In fact, I think at least one, maybe both of his winners were ridden by Rispoli, but um he, he was he was an auto toss for me. Yeah. yeah, for me, he fits, but he's an underlay. Um, but I'm not as negative as Benny, but just at the price, um, you know, he, I'll let him beat me, but I wouldn't be shocked if he won. He certainly fits. And um, the trainer might, it might be a little cold, but typically does pretty well off the claim. I didn't really check to see how he does claiming and then dropping, but, um, uh, you know, the horse fits, certainly. Yeah, trainer is two for 47 at the meets. Yeek. Yeah, that's that's not a good situation. <laughs> but he did win. He had a winner the other day that was just freakishly amazing. Uh, it was the first time George might. Eh, you know, I don't wanna, I don't want to butcher it, but the horse had like a ton of trouble and just freaked and won easy. So maybe, you know how these guys are, they can, they sometimes they turn it on, turn it off. It's like a faucet, but we'll see. I think he's going to be short on the board, right? Just from a buyer perspective. I mean, his, his last couple of buyers are just faster than everybody's. So except for me and on the moon, I'm not a big buyer guy, but he does have some fast speed figures. Okay. Last horse, uh, since this is going to be the longest pod in history, um, yeah. sitting on Sorry. go. He's got some got some back numbers. I I, I kind of he was not that far behind Man on the Moon and Papale. Uh, 
you know, Soros have no shot or what? I mean, uh, he's just he's got the back numbers, and I can just see him waking up in this race. I, I mean, they would... all could. Go ahead, Chris. I was going to say that all of them have bag numbers and could wake up. I don't see anything telling me this horse is going to wake up off this claim. So, uh, I, I, you know, and if it's six to one, I'm not at all interested. If it's 26 to one, maybe you could talk me into including it or something. But no, not for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, this trainer, Jeffrey Metz, is he's hitting at 1% at Del Mar. He, out of 194 starters, he's got two winners. So Yeah, I was going to say something, but thank you for doing that for me. I mean, it's coming yeah. out of the Man of the Moon race, so I don't see him moving up off of that claim at all, and certainly that would mean that he's <laughs> I won't be using. Okay, let's go to the 10th race. It's an allowance optional claimer. Mile 16th on turf, purse of 83,000 for three-year-olds and up. Benny, last race is yours to begin. All right. Well, got some uh, a, a little steam here. I, I've been told by a little birdie that El Patente is uh, doing well and should fire. Uh, he doesn't need the lead. I don't see a whole lot of pace in here, so... Um, I think he'll be forwardly placed at a minimum and in a race that shouldn't be traveling too fast early. So he was going to be used for me. He's probably the overwhelming favorite would be my guess. Um, who else did I think was interesting? Fly to the sky, it, probably some overbet trouble, but it was significant trouble. This horse was following the pocket and the pocket backed up and he was shuffled and he lost a couple lengths. That was a miserable trip. Um, he stands to to improve if if he can work one out from down in there. He's drawn well again. Uh, he's interesting, and I thought beige, beige actually is probably my. Uh, he would probably be my top choice over El Patente just from my own handicapping. Um, I thought that race at Keeneland was just outstanding. Uh, let the runner, let the leader get away from him. Fired a big shot through the stretch. My software, again, I use HTR, uh, is really fast late. And they make this horse actually like, gosh, I want to say it was like nine to five in that race based on just the velocity. And that was not a good turf trip last time. I mentioned one earlier in the card where it was just kind of like outside and, and going too fast. That pace was very fast and was was too forward and hung around. So. Uh, from a trip's perspective, Beige, I thought, was sitting on a good one. I mean, if you look at his form, too, where he's he's clearly like a miler and uh, ran well sprinting, and then it was go time last time, and I thought just got a, a bad trip and is better than that. So those would probably be my top three. Five, six, and three would be the top three for me. Okay, Chris, where where are you landing here? Well, I like three quite a bit. Um, to me, it, that horse was really rock solid li all last year, and they brought it back. And that's fly of, the sky. Me, Just... Fly the sky. They they brought it back to me in a couple of obvious preps um, sprints because it was 
you know, had routed like 10 straight times last year. So, and it had some trouble. Uh, first one was off the layoff. Then the second one had some trouble. And then they stretched it out. I think they're targeting that race, the last race at Del Mar, and he just didn't get the trip. And as Benny said, he, he just kind of got caught in traffic and never really had a chance to run. So uh, I think he's sitting on a, a big race now. Um, they came back pretty quickly. And, um, you know, this is where you'll get the good race that they were hoping for last time, assuming he can get a trip. It's got a pretty good turf rider and a good post. You need a little bit of luck. It does seem like there's plenty of speed in here to me. Um, so I like flying the sky quite a bit. If he, I don't think it's going to be 20 to 1, but it was 20 to 1 last time, so maybe it'll be 20 to 1 again. So that that would be great. So I'm going with the three. Okay, we are on the three together. He's run very fast in the past. Is racing into shape now. It's his fourth off his layoff. Uh, <clears throat> in his last, he's steady. It cost him some momentum. That should help his price here. I think he has a big shot at 20 to 1. And um, if, if he's 20 to 1, I'll get a tattoo on my of a of a pretty little <laughs> dolphin on my ankle. <laughs> There's no, no way that was going bet. 20. No. Yeah, no, I don't care. 20 to 1, but he's, yeah, he's, he's not, not going to be 20 to 1. Bet. No, but he's not a horse. That yeah, but everyone bet. saw that trouble, right? So that's yeah. that's over bet trouble. Yeah, and he and he, ran, so, he ran fast enough. I mean, come on. He's not going to be 20 yeah. to 1. But I mean, he'll, he'll be he'll be a good, he he'll be a square price, but I mean, yeah. He ain't going to be 20. No. I agree with that but you can always hope. Yes. Strangle hope is what I always say. <laughs> well, <clears throat> you know, it's interesting. Uh, so I also like Baj or Beige or whatever, however you pronounce that, that horse's name. Um, the, the only thing that I, the, the negative I have on him is he, 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 I think, I think there's going to be a hot pace again. And especially with this really? fifty cent dollars in here, has a little bit of turf breeding and speed, um, and 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 you know, badge or beige has never survived a a, pre, a a pace pressured race. I mean, he he's got one win where he ran okay, uh, just just off the pace, a pretty slow pace. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of on the fence with him. Uh, the question to me is Tio Magico because if he's five to one, I mean he he's he's an absolute include, and and he is five to one in the morning line. The question is, do you believe that morning line? Because uh, yeah, he 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 looks pretty good. He's second off the layoff. He did close on a closer's bias in his last, so he gets a racing flow downgrade. But uh, it's the second off the layoff and. I think he could run well. So, to me, he's 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 a logical second choice, uh, second horse to use besides Fly the Sky. What do you guys think of him? Go ahead, Chris. No, I was going to let you jump in. Um, well, I, I, he he was just a uh, in terms of price and what I thought of him last time. I am. Tripnote Pros has the exact same as Racing Flow. We had we downgraded that performance. wasn't bad. It's just kind of things cut his way. I don't know about you guys. I'm actually not a big Risk Lee fan. Um, 
he's kind of a hero jockey is what I like to call it. Like he tries to do cute stuff every now and again. And I think it costs him a lot where if he, if he would just keep it simple, I think he would do better. He's talented. Uh, I think he's very talented, but uh, at a short price coming from off the pace, I actually didn't see the pace the way you guys believe. I'd be curious to know what like optics do I respect has in this race. Um, but like, like El Patente, I didn't think was going to make the lead. It's certainly not at any runoff kind of clip. Um, 50 cent dollars, I think is a potential stalker as well. So I think there's, you know, I think there's a potential for this to be slower than, I guess we kind of debate that. So that was another negative for me on, on Tio Magico. It's interesting though, right? So when you're right about the pace, it shows up in your ticket writing. And so, you know, we're depending on how that shakes out, that'll probably decide his fate, you know, is more about what we think about what the pace is going to be rather than who's the best horse. So I did have one other horse I liked um, at a price besides fly at the sky. And that's the two eastbound. Um, this horse is a three-year-old. Um, so he has more upside than these others. Um, he gets in light. Um, you know, part of it's because he has a bug rider, which is probably not a good thing um, on the turf typically. Uh, and this is a horse that gets in trouble a lot. So that, that could be trouble on trouble. Um, but what I like is the, the switch to blinkers on might make a difference with this horse. And they might, and with the with the bug rider and inside post and blinkers on, they may try to put this horse in the race earlier than he has been typically. And um, the horse hasn't run too poorly. And like I said, has a lot of upside. So that's the kind of horse that he could run, could get into tons of trouble, <laughs> like he always does. And he's a playback. But um, if somehow they do get him a little more forwardly placed and he gets a, a trip where he's, you know, only only got about three or four horses in he ahead of him, and he's saving ground. Just maybe the rider can get lucky and find a seam, and that horse might surprise at a big price. And that one might really be, you know, the fifteen to one on the morning line. Um, so the two eastbound. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. E wait a minute. Eastbound is fifteen to one, and fly to the sky is twenty. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Love Delmar. <laughs> Fixed odds. Let's go. <laughs> that's that's well anyway. Okay. That's well, interesting. It's interesting. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh first I tossed the horse because I thought uh you know the bug rider getting all that weight and he's 0 for two on the turf in the last year. I don't know how long he's been riding, but uh, the stats I'm looking at are the last year. However, he is hitting at 23% routing, which is a good number for a bug rider. Uh, routing is a little bit more skillful riding than uh, sprinting. So, you know, maybe he can navigate. That weight break can mm. really make a difference. I might, I might, well, I might I argue that point, but I, yeah, isn't, I, I think routing is easier. Good rider. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if the weight off, if he saves ground, and there, and the blinkers on, 
get the horse and, and you know and their strategy is to put the horse into the race a little not on the lead I'm not talking about on the lead but just not sitting way back it just could be a completely different horse um and if it saves energy by saving ground and with that weight off and does get some lane to run in late you know I'm not saying this jockey's gonna work a great trip on his own but you know sometimes you get lucky and um at a big price. No, that's what you said, Chris. That's what you said. You said this guy, I've seen him ride. He's amazing on grass. I'm going to the window <laughs> because of this rider. That's exactly what you said. Everyone heard it. Well, he he's getting no, 12, is... 12 pounds from almost every other horse. So that's pretty significant. Yeah. And you know, he if he can ride on dirt uh turf as as well as he rides on uh dirt, he should be able to give this horse a reasonably reasonable trip. I, yeah, I'm not counting on a great ride. I'm just hoping for a lucky ride. That's why I'm saying I'm, I'm yeah. just another one where I'm going to say, you know, if I get the price and I play it, I can't complain if I don't get a good trip because I know yeah. what I'm doing going into it. But there are some reasons to think this horse might get a better trip than you'd think just at first glance because, you know, with the blinkers on and going with it, this rider, they may, you know, it, there may be an intent to try to put him into the race, you know, get him out there for place. That could totally backfire too. But you know, I, I, with long shots, you you know, you can you have to factor in the good with the bad. And if he is fifteen to one, I think he's worth using for sure in verticals. Well, you've gone from we've we've strangled hope, and now we're going to strangle prayer. <laughs> Hope and pray. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good handicapping methodology. It's a, no, it's I think a strategy. The, yeah, it's just it, it's like any it, it's the, the whole value approach. I mean, you you want to factor that in and just make sure you get, you know, the price more than compensates. If it doesn't, then you don't play it. Um but you can't the thing I'm saying is you can't complain if I you know, if I play this horse after the race, I can't complain about the ride because I should know better than to think that this horse, you know, I, 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 I should be, I can, I might get a good ride, might get a good trip, but more than likely I won't, but uh, hopefully, you know, the price compensates for that. So maybe one out of five times you get lucky and get a good trip. And if the horse is 15 to one and it's good enough to win with a good trip, that's a good bet. Or 30, he's going to be 30, right? So. Should be he's he's got to be closer. To he's got to be closer to thirty than fifteen. Yeah, I think. I mean, like I said, I think this is the one between the two eastbound, the three fly in the sky. Probably not going to get that morning line on the three, but I do think you'll at least get the morning line on the two. So. All right. Uh, and let's see. He has eastbound. Eastbound. Does he get through? <laughs> oh, he just didn't make it through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or they they send him and the horse like goes uh you know twenty twenty two and change for the first quarter yeah. and then spits yeah. a bit. Eastbound's <laughs> committed to go now. Eastbound goes to home. Yes. He's clear by eight. <laughs> no other choice oh, now. He's in stride. <laughs> <laughs> Deep water now. Yes. They, they would have to sprout wings to catch eastbound. <laughs> well, it's been fun, guys. 
I, I appreciate you guys uh, <laughs> being brave and letting me come on to your to your pod again. All right. Hey, well, you know, just uh, an opportunity to throw out a spot play rest of the card, Chris, Benny. Uh, no, but I will uh, ask my son about a recommendation for a uh, tattoo artist to, um, to send it Benny's way when Big Pond wins. <laughs> <laughs> Big pond it will be splashed all over my chest. I I will I'm going race four. I you know this is kind of a hunch play and a handicapping play. We're going Mocha Grande, which Trevor will probably say Grand Mocha Grand. Massive outside bias last time. I think every horse on the card, this horse was the most inside, was absolutely glued to the rail ran evenly uh which i love those evenly you know those even runners uh when they go long by uncle mo who's just pure gold and everything he does blinkers go on big jock switch drawn inside don't know what the price is going to be um but i think that one uh i think mocha grande mocha grande has a has a legit swing in race four Mocha Grande. Okay. <clears throat> well, um, thank you for everything, Benny. And uh, thanks for being our guest. We appreciate having you. You get brave badges, both of you. Thank you. Well, and, and, and we may, we may get to see you get, get some tattoos. So I'll uh, definitely <laughs> do that on, I'll post that on Twitter. My my four followers will laugh their asses off when they see that. <laughs> Go big pond. Woohoo. <laughs> All right, that, that will conclude show number two thirty-nine of the Sport of Kings pod. Good luck at Del Mar and wherever else you play. Please enjoy the Brooklyn Boogaloo blowout. I'll see you on Sport of Kings. Cheers. What happened to Chris Brown? Idiot.